It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions today. The number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. I would love for you to join us on the air. Uh, you know the phone lines begin to back up uh, toward the, the end, you know, after the show gets started. So this is the time to call, whether you're here in Colorado, Wyoming area, or you're listening in in Baltimore, you know, in Maryland, and New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, no matter where you might be listening, even on the app, call us, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and your questions. While we're waiting for some calls to come in today, let's read Today's edition of Besides Still Waters, uh, this is a devotional by Charles Spurgeon, uh, comfort to weary souls, and today's psalm that he quotes is Psalm 42, verse 5, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and Lord, and the name of the Devo today is I shall yet praise him. Here it is, and I quote, Sorrow deserves sympathy, but when believers refuse to be comforted, they act like the world. When a Christian is beyond comfort over the loss of creature goods, God's name is degraded. Surely the professed truths never entered the soul. If the furnace is hot, let your faith be strong. If the burden is heavy, let your patience endure. Acknowledge that he who lends has the right to reclaim. As you bless the giving, bless the taking. There are times when the brightest-eyed Christians can hardly brush the tears away. Strong faith and joyous hope subside into a fear that is scarcely able to keep the spark of hope and faith alive. In times of gloom, when your soul is overwhelmed, grasp the promise and rejoice in the Lord. Although it's not always easy, cry with David, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Question the cause of your tears. Reason until you come to the psalmist's conclusion. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. If you can believe God in the midnight of your soul, then you have ten times more cause to rejoice than to sorrow. If you can lie humbly at Jesus' feet, there are more flowers than thorns ready to spring up in your path. Joys lie in ambush. You will be surrounded with songs of deliverance. Companions in tribulations, do not give in to hopeless sorrow. Salute with thankfulness the angel of hope, for you shall yet praise him. (laughs) Wow. Powerful words. 303-690-3000. That was today's devotional from Charles Spurgeon. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. We're going to jump right on to the phone lines. Jolene is calling from Denver. Jolene, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Hi, welcome. What can I do for you? Um, I lost my twin sister a month ago. I'm very sorry. 
And um, I want to know, when I'm talking to her, do she hear me? You know, that's a good question. Uh, The Bible doesn't really indicate whether those that have passed on can hear us when we talk to them, although it can be very therapeutic to address our sibling because they're very much alive in the presence of the Lord. Those that died in uh, Christ, like my mom, my dad, my son, uh, they're very much alive. So you can talk to a person that's very alive, but whether they hear us or not, the Bible doesn't seem to answer that question. Let me say this, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that the Bible does tell us is that after someone passes away, they are able to remember and acknowledge their family members that are still on the earth because Jesus gave a real-life story of the rich man uh, who was able to tell that his siblings still hadn't believed, and he begged, remember, Abraham to send somebody to preach the gospel to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while it's a mystery, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong to talk to your sister. So you're saying that she she does remember me in heaven? Yeah, she does. She's, and and when I get there, will she remember me and the good things that we had in this life? Yes, she will. You bet. Um, she's she's more knowledgeable now uh-huh. in the presence of Jesus than she ever was. I just don't want her to forget me and. She definitely will not forget you. And I ask that you would pray for me. I did get the book, uh, Besides Still Waters. Good. Good. Today's a pretty, when we're reading today's, it was a pretty strong strong word. You know, one of those times where the Lord is just reminding us through Spurgeon to trust him. I'm trying so hard. But it's not easy, I know. Um, are Are you... Are you ready in, I know it's only been a month, but as you examine your life the way it is today, uh, are you ready to take a class on grief? Can you think you can handle that at this stage? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I have been thinking about it. I know that, so I know I that when you're ready, do it. when you're ready, it will, there'll be some great truths. It won't solve everything. So, you know, as you get the book and as you, as you take a class or as you uh, have friends that come to encourage you, it's not going to solve the pain. Like, and here's, here's what happens when we lose a loved one, especially someone so close to us like our twin sister. Um, you know, up to this point in our lives, uh, most believers, especially, you know, in, in our culture, they experience trials like this. They, they have a trial that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. I, I bet you if you look back at some of the trials you've been through, you could see that. Uh, you know, let's say something not so important, but can be just as difficult. Like we get a flat tire. Right. Like, oh, I got a flat tire. Now I'm late for work. And so I've got to get the tire changed. Then I've got to take a sick day. And then, you know, and it was an inconvenience and, and maybe it put us back and we had to do an extra week of work. And, and, and yet we got through it. It had a beginning, uh-huh. it had a middle, it had an end. Or we're arguing with someone and we, we got through it, it started, it maybe lasted a little bit, uh, and then it ends. You know, I, I'm learning even, and sometimes with difficulties with people, it, it can go on for years without any repentance, without any reconciliation. And, 
And but for the most part, we have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And okay. grief isn't like that. Uh, you've got a beginning, and then you grieve all the way into heaven. Yeah. The good news is, if it, it, and it is good news. It may not feel like good news, but it is good news. We don't grieve like those who have no hope. And what God is trying to tell us, he's trying to tell us a couple things. One, he's trying to tell us that grief could be a lot worse than what you're feeling right now, and you're thinking, no way. There's no way it could be worse. But it could be, and that, could, that would be a person that has no relationship with God. It's complete hopelessness, and it's complete sorrow. And, and two, it tells us that even though we lose a loved one, it's going to hurt. Yes, it does. And and it and you have a really special, unique connection um, yeah. that twins and um, and multiples have. That you know, it's very much like a ripping out of your life. Yeah, like I have a hole in my life. Yeah, it is. It, and it's going to be. You know, it's like an open wound right now. You know, it's yeah. like a. But but. But like any wound, um, God has put into our wounds his wounds. And, okay. and even as his wounds were healed, our wounds will be healed as well. And, okay. But it's going to hurt. You're going to hurt all the way to heaven. And, but okay. I, I do want to encourage you, it, it will get better. Okay. I don't know how long. Uh-huh. Uh, it, what you're feeling every single day, all day, will be every other day pretty soon. Okay. And then maybe every three days, and then maybe you'll get a week or two, and then you'll be feel so guilty because you're thinking, why didn't I think of her? Why am I not right. still hurting? And uh, right. And and it's all just it's just a weird twisting. You know, we're fallen creatures. Um, we should be happy. Really, we should be happy. We should be happy in one sense that our loved ones have received what we all want. We want to be in the presence of the Lord. We want to have our old bodies replaced with our new bodies. We want the resurrection life. Uh-huh. Um, but when we mourn, we actually are mourning for ourselves, like our loss. Because we got to stick around and live yeah. our lives while our loved ones have gone to heaven before us. But it will get better, okay. but it'll always hurt. It'll always be uh, an emptiness. There'll always be an empty chair. Uh, there will always be you know, you, there'll always be the things that are true, genuine losses, and that's exactly what they are. Okay. Um, however, you've been enrolled in a school. Uh, if, if I can use that to encourage you, you've been enrolled to, in a school where you're going to be drawn near to, to your Savior, Jesus Christ, more than any other time in your life. I do feel that. You're going to learn more about him. You're going to love him more. You're going to trust him more. I know, I know it's a battle. So, it, you know, this isn't all just wrapped up in an, that's another thing about Western Christianity. It, it, it's, we're just so used to everything being given to us, given to us. You know, we, we have a, we have a wrong definition of being blessed, uh, because we equate blessings with excess and more. And, and really the blessing is knowing God and having our sins forgiven. Yes. And, yes. and, and all the bonuses on top of that, of course, but, but, you know, the, the reality is, is that the world suffers. Yes. And you and I are, are suffering, and many people listening in are very acutely, 
because it is a real loss. I mean, it's it's a real loss. And yes, yet, it is. The Lord has a real gain for you as well. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Let me let me recommend a couple books, and and okay. don't need to get them right away. Just get them when you're ready. Okay. All right. One is called Seasons of Grief. Pardon me. It's called Seasons. Oh, Seasons of Grief. Of grief. Okay. Make sure I have that. It's it's another devotional, but it's put out by an organization called Grief Share. Grief Share. Okay. And that's the class I would recommend to you. We have Grief Share classes here. Okay. They're always going on, so you can drop in at any time. You don't have to come like class one, and then you can drop on at any time. Okay. And to get information on Grief Share, if, if you're not close to our church, you can look up griefshare.org. Okay. And it'll show you a church. But I would have to say to be careful because not all churches run Grief Share pointing you to Jesus. Um, I didn't know that. Like oh. the emphasis, not, not some people just run the program to run the program and it'll be fine. It's a good program. It's definitely Jesus centered, but okay. the people that are trained here to run it, uh-huh. they do it in that the, they, their whole goal okay. is, is Jesus. So you're going to get not only the program, but the people, but the, if you have any questions, you can talk to the leaders here. They'll, they'll, you can call and we can get you in contact with them. Okay, thank you so very much. There's one more book I'd recommend to you. Uh-huh. It's kind of a heavy read, but it, it deals with what your heart is right now, and it's called Heaven. Heaven? By Randy Alcorn, A-L-C-O-R-N. Randy Alcorn, yes, I've heard of him. <laughs> and, I mean, there's so many great resources that I don't want to overload you, but I know one thing that's helped me in the last four years is I have read everything I can get my hands on. Some Most good, some just junk, but you never know what the junk is until you read it. Okay. Um, but I've just read everything on the topic of discouragement, on the topic of grief, on the topic of heaven, on the topic of hope, on the topic of warfare, um, some other personal things that, that are just related to where I'm at in my walk and how the loss of my son opened up so many other ugly things that our family still has to deal with. And that's probably something you're going to see. You're going to have a unique, there's going to be uniqueness about your grief that you can learn so much more about the love of Jesus, so much bigger than our circumstances. Okay. Okay, well, thank you so very much. Can I pray for you? Yes, you sure can. God, I pray for my sister and everyone listening in that has lost someone very special to them, relative, friend, mom, dad, you know, son, daughter, you, you name it, Lord. It's, um, there are those listening in, like Jolene, that are in the very early stages of great grief, um, difficult hardship. And, and God, we just pray for your encouragement to flow. I was reading today this scripture, Lord. I was so encouraged by it. And you said, um, uh, you said uh, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Is there any comfort from his love? Is there any fellowship together in the spirit? Are our hearts tender and sympathetic? And the answer is yes. There is encouragement from belonging to you. There is comfort from your love for me. There is fellowship together in the spirit as Jolene and I just experienced that for the last few minutes. And so, Lord, I pray that as the God of all comfort that, that you would be sensed and felt by Jolene that 
as she draws near to you, you promise to draw near to her. But I help her in her hard times. Help her when she doesn't want to draw near to you. Help her when she's mad. Help her when she's hurting. Help her when she is battling all the emotions of such a loss, Lord. Help her. Be an encouragement to her. I'm so grateful that you have compassion on us, God, especially in our weaknesses when we're just mad or frustrated or we don't understand what the heck's going on and why why are you allowing this? Why for four years have you allowed it, Lord? It just doesn't make sense. But it doesn't have to make sense. Uh, we, We trust you, God. And I pray that you would build up Jolene's faith in this real critical, difficult time of grief. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. Okay, sister, keep calling when you need to, okay? Okay, will do. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We'll take the next call is Karen in Parker, Colorado. Karen, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Um, I love listening to you. Thank you so much for being on the air. Um, I just, we're about to move, and um, we are looking at a house, and it has the numbers, Six 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 seven in the address. Okay. And I feel as though uh, ever since we were born again and baptized, the enemy has just been a, on attack um, on our marriage, on our family, um, me physically. I have a lot of physical problems. Um, even when we were looking <laughs> at these houses, I broke my ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, I just want to make sure that I, it almost sounds like a silly question but it just makes me a little nervous having those numbers uh marked on the house well biblically it's not going to make any difference whatsoever to have those numbers marked on the house um, okay as long as it's not marked on my heart or my person right when when the when 666 is mentioned in revelation it refers to the number of a man and the the reality of that that marking is a, it's a spiritual decision. Now, I, I do want to speak to this though. If it is a stumbling block for you and your husband, then don't do it. Okay. If, well, he hasn't even thought about it. Okay. So um, it's just me being very literal, um, and I just um, yeah. So the number. I just so want when to you're be careful. So it's a great question in the sense of it being very literal. The the literal mark that someone's going to take is is going to be a mark that is a spiritual decision, not just a practical decision. And okay. and it's not going to be a number on the house. It's going to be somewhere on the body, the forehead, uh, the right hand. And and so but I have to say when I was a new believer, you know, I didn't want I didn't want to have to write six 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 all the time uh, at my job. And I knew mm-hmm. I used to have to write the employee numbers in a box um, mm-hmm. when I would keeping track of the logs of, of, of ambulances going out. So I, every time I, an ambulance went out, I had to write both there. And, and one of the guys that was hired, they gave him the number 666 because the boss wasn't religious at all. He didn't care. Right. And I remember making a big deal about it. I go, look, I'm not writing 666 every day. So either change his number or you write his number in after the fact. And, and I, that's how sensitive I was. If I was doing it all over again, I, I, I'm, I've grown in that area of my life. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Well, good because I—that was kind of where I was. It's—it sounds silly, 
but I thought, well, I better cross my P's and dot my I's. Just to make no, sure. and, and it's it's really not silly. It's a great question because you're right. As we take things literally, we want to not only uh, receive from from what the Bible's saying, but then what does it really mean? And mm. that's that's an important thing. So we read it and we know what it says, um, but the reality is then what what does it mean? Uh, and and how how is that going to be lived out? Is, and and really from your um, from because the revelation is very you know hard to digest. Yes, um, it is because of all the metaphors. And here, here, here's as well what it as says: the literal. It's that's that's where the confusion comes in, or the you know you got to distill down kind of what what really he wants us to learn from that. And and I I noticed too that you know if you look at it. Um, from the call screener, Frank put it on there. The number actually is sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty-seven. So you're good because the okay. number it isn't six six six. You know, Devil Lane. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think I would call that a day. <laughs> I think that, and then you know, there's there's cobwebs, and you know, we just <laughs> exactly. like no thanks. But uh, here's what the Bible says. So just for those listening in, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So where's that going to be? On the right hand or on the forehead. And then the number is given 666. So, and it's not just like a stamp, you know, years ago, like in the nineties, they said, Oh, the barcode, the barcode, you're going to have a barcode on your, it's not just a mark, like physically, like a tattoo or something. It is a spiritual decision that is represented by that mark. So it's like, mm-hmm. I want to eat, I want to live in this society, so I'll take. It's it's sort of like what we refer to, like when you see sometimes these movies or these music stars, they they propel uh, to greatness. Like I was just reading an article re- recently about Katy Perry. She was re- raised in a religious home. She was raised in a godly home. She was raised as a godly kid and then came out. Uh, into the world and is propelled to the top of the chart. She's a you know multimillionaire, and the article was suggesting that she sold her soul to the devil. And whether she did that literally or spiritually, she definitely has bought into the system. She's corrupting kids with her music and with her testimony now, and that's the essence of this mark. Okay. It's more well, that really that that really helps because it, it's I like the fact that you said it's a choice. And it's more about your spirit, and it's not about the literal number. Yeah, and like it's going to be lived it's, out. Not even the number; it just happens to be three sixes in a row within a number. Right. So. It's and the, so the literal number is six six six. It is the number mm-hmm. of the beast, a mm-hmm. number of a man, and that is the that's going to be the essence of the mark. And it's it's not an address or a number and a driver's license or anything like that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Karen. Great question. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Moving on to Baltimore, Maryland. Chris is calling. Chris, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Pastor. You're uh, welcome. Again, I want to thank you for uh, everything you're doing for the you're Lord welcome. and uh, with this program and all. Thank you. Um, I had called about a month or so ago with uh, with an issue about a blackmail, and you told me to call back and let you know how it was all going. Just want to give you a praise report. Everything seemed to fall literally to pieces. Like yeah, I was, it, it got 
10 times worse than it did when I called. Okay. And on Sunday, right after I got out of church, everything it's when everything dropped. And I went to the courthouse, filed a restraining order. Two days later, I was denied the restraining order. And then everything just became completely peaceful. Wow. Well, like, that's I, great. She called my job and threatened to have me fired. My job just laughed at her. Okay, well, good. And last week, I was, I've was i been dealing with a lot of heartache and a lot of loss. Yes. Paul says, count everything as a loss. I'm just trying to let everything go. And Wednesday, somebody I've been leading in the Lord for the last several months started speaking to me. I'm like, this is different. And at the end of the hour-and-a-half conversation, I'm like, what is my problem? Do I really even have a problem anymore? He goes, what are you doing tonight? Nothing is. Well, you're coming to Bible study now. I said, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Eventually, I went, and the pastor that was leading the Bible study, the first three sentences he said, picked up where we left off at the conversation at work. Wow. And everything the Lord had laid on my heart to do, for me to start doing in the last few months, that church is getting ready to start doing, and that Bible study, the, the, everybody in that Bible study is heading out to do everything that I have been wanting to do. Sounds like a holy hookup, we, we try to call that. <laughs> it was just amazing in the last couple of days, and no matter how hard it's been, no matter how stressed out I get, as soon as it's done, it's just like, you know what? Thank you. Amen. Well, let's do that Thank right you. now. Um, let's do that. God, we, we want to thank you. Uh, your word says to thank you in all things, and, and this is one of the times where we can also thank you for this situation and how you're resolving it, how you're using it to uh, strengthen my brother, how, God, you are uh, showing yourself faithful in Chris's life and leading him to this church at this time, with this pastor, with this word, with these ministries. God, you, you've brought him through a difficult season, and now you're leading him into a new season of his life, and I pray that you would strengthen him, um, give him, give him growth, uh, give him insight, uh, give him, Lord, the, um, the the necessity, uh, you know, put in his heart, Lord, the necessity of drawing near to you, worshiping you with his life, and strengthening him through the fires, Lord. I, I remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they were strengthened through the fire. Their, their bonds were released, uh, and their faith was strengthened. So, Lord, we pray for that uh, in Chris's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. God bless you, you so bro. much. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, let's go to Caesar calling from Denver. Caesar, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Um, I wanted to go back again and discuss John the Baptist and his baptism. Go back again? I don't know what you're referring to. Well, I see that John wasn't baptized. Okay. The Bible doesn't and, record him being baptized, no. Yeah, that's and I called before, and, and uh, it wasn't clear that, but it's clear that God came to him. John 1, 3, Matthew eleven thirteen, John, uh, Luke 3, 2. Well, let, let's be careful just to make sure that we understand that because the Bible doesn't record it, doesn't mean everything about John the Baptist is recorded. Right? So we don't see the Bible saying if, he was baptized, if, but I don't know what the point is. <clears throat> okay, the other point, what about when, when he came out of the water? But what point are you referring to? 
when John said, uh, you should baptize me. Why didn't Jesus baptize John then? Jesus didn't baptize anybody. Why didn't his apostles baptize John? The Bible doesn't record whether they did or didn't. It was important. I think it would have, but I'm not. I okay, I'll, I'll 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 search more. Okay. I believe the Lord has told me that he wasn't baptized. Okay. I believe that goes with uh, repentance, fruit of repentance. Uh, and uh, all right. Okay. Thanks, it. Caesar. All right. Uh, we'll be right back on uh, Calvary Live. 